With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line hanging out with you guys here on the DraftKings Network. We appreciate everybody on the DraftKings Network. You can go ahead and check us out on Samsung TV Plus and DraftKingsNetwork.com. Femi and Bebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circle Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffs in the early 90s. Gentlemen, for a fun first hour that we had, now this second hour, we're going to call this obviously the football hour. It's probably right. the football two hours, but this particularly <laughs> is our football Friday hour. You look like you're in I shock. A, I had <laughs> a, uh, I had a, a recent subscriber, one of our, our, our what do they call them, P1s, mm-hmm. um, who, who just texted me. He said, you seem genuinely excited to have joined the Coach Prime Appreciation Hour this morning, Mike. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people joining that, though. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, it, it is phenomenal. I mean, to turn around a pro. Well, I don't. I wasn't going to say turn around a program, but um, to put the program on this track so quickly is unheard of. Yeah. And it's a compelling story. Uh, and so, from a betting standpoint. There's some people that want to get on that train, and there's some people that are not buying it, right? The, the non-believers. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> non-believers. The Ed says. Warders of the world. Yeah, Yeah, he takes it personally, but hey, I mean, if you're in it like that, you might as well, you know, it's it's, it's a passionate thing for him. But let's talk a little bit of NFL. Obviously, we'll have all Saturday to discuss Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes taking on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But in the National Football League, we were discussing this actually during the break. And I 100% agree with you, Mike, here is that the game I'm most looking forward to seeing tomorrow, even of, of the entire week one slate is San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Mm. I think that game has a chance to be a potential war, two really physical teams. And looking at the betting market right now, you see the Niners, two-and-a-half-point favorites, the total sitting at 41-and-a-half. But where we're sitting at Circa, it's down to two. I think a lot of people, once Bosa signed his extension and ended the holdout, expected maybe we would see Niners three. In fact, it's going the opposite direction. The market is really hot here on the Steelers. Well, I mean... People are hot on uh, their offseason and the acquisition. I know Michael Lombardi said you could argue they had the best offseason from from Super Bowl to game one, mm-hmm. uh, which is a compelling argument. We see some Tomlin for coach of the year money mm-hmm. uh, here. And I think Kenny Pickett has a lot of positive signs, right? And yep. that year one to year two 
um, um, uplift and improvement for a player. Uh, a, a, a West Coast team traveling east, mm-hmm. playing in the eastern time zones a factor. Purdy coming back off of serious injury, right? I mean, so this game has a lot of uh, unknown factors, talking about college football, that I think makes it the most compelling game, mm-hmm. the most question marks that we might get answered on week one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, uh, Michael. Uh, you know, the thing about Pittsburgh, T.J. Watt and, and Highsmith, that's an underrated pass rushing duo. We're going to hear a lot about Hargrave. We're going to hear a lot about Bosa, certainly. Bosa's probably going to have what, about 20 snaps, I think, in this game. Um, and we'll see how he'll perform having missed training camp. But to me, this is all about Matt Canada, offense coordinator of Pittsburgh. Will he open up the playbook? Now, we saw a little bit of that in the preseason. Uh, but when you have Johnson and Pickens and Allen Robinson and all these receivers out there for Kenny Pickett, uh, along with the running game, we know they're going to be tough. If, I, if Canada can open up this passing attack uh, and, uh, and trust his quarterback, this could be one of those games that everybody's going to be talking about after his plate, right? Mm. Uh, I think defensively, both teams are going to get after it. A new defense coordinator situation for uh, San Francisco. I, I don't think they're going to miss a ton, D'Amico to, to Wilkes, but uh, they're going to fly around. But if Pittsburgh can just break out of that mold where they want to be so conservative and just run the ball and do play action and be uh, predictable, if they can break that, this one gets very, very interesting if you want to back the Steelers. You know, there's an interesting angle before we get your thoughts, Femi, about mm-hmm. the team the, the week after you play San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I believe last year that teams were 3-14 and 14 against the spread the week after wow. you played the 49ers who beat you up in that game. I know they're part of the dual Monday night package in week two that mm-hmm. we're hosting the Browns that we've talked about. But take a look at that angle as well, folks. Yeah, that could be something to keep in mind for week number two there. I think the, the Seahawks had that angle as well mm-hmm. during their heyday, the 2013, 2014. It's like if you played the Seahawks and then the next week you were like guaranteed to lose because they would just kind of beat you up physically there. But yeah, I, I can't wait for the game. I don't have a bet in the game, but if I leaned anywhere which direction, it would be with Pittsburgh because I do think we're going to see them open this thing up. There's just It's hard to take away too much from the preseason, but just taking away a little bit. We saw Pickett throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. And George Pickens... He didn't go in the first round. It wasn't because of talent. Mm. It was other stuff. But as a talent, he is ridiculously good. And some of the catches that he can make, I think Pittsburgh's offense is ready to kind of take off. And then if they have the defense to close it out and make life kind of difficult for Brock Purdy, maybe they can go ahead and, quote, unquote, upset the uh, the 49ers in this spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brock Purdy, a phenomenal year last year. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, the question is, can he duplicate it or even exceed it? Right. Because that's that's the difference between the professional athlete. It's like everybody's going to have a flash in a pan. Everybody's going to play well. Uh, but can you understand what it takes to evolve? And can you do you, do you have what it takes to get better? Uh, and that's that's the only question I have about Brock. Can he play? Yeah, he can play. But mm-hmm. can he also evolve? Because now there's tendencies out there. Right. What five starts. There's tendencies out there. Uh, and then certainly a coach like Tomlin and that staff, they're going to dissect all of that uh, and certainly try to make things difficult for the young quarterback. I think you make a great point about how does he evolve because he had a ton of starts at Iowa State, which was an advantage for him last year. Mm-hmm. That, that advantage becomes less as these other quarterbacks get more starts under their belt. So right. he's going to have to improve, as you say, they get tape on somebody. So I know they're very high. The betting market's high on them. I mean, mm-hmm basically here co-favorites with the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl when the Eagles, you know, 
beat them, and I know he was injured, but beat them rather handily last year and had a terrific season. Of course, they have to replace seven starters and both coordinators uh, as well. But I'm very interested to see the quarterback play from both of them. I have one other question for Pritch here. Yeah. Do you think the wide receiver position is the easiest to evaluate in an NFL draft? Uh, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't say the easiest to evaluate, but it's the it's the, the position that grows the most or, or they take leaps forward. Uh, so you can have a mid-rounder, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that mid-rounder turns into an all-pro uh, because of that position, uh, the nature of that position. As far as the evaluation, uh, you know, the thing about wide receiver and what separates them is obviously the ability, the, the, the intangibles, I think, more so than, okay, he runs a 4-2, right? And uh, I, I think if you're 6-3 and you can run, you better have a really good wide receiver coach because all you have to do is hone in on some skills and you can be an all pro. You're, you're going to get thrown the football repeatedly. Uh, so for me, the impact at wide receiver is taken from year one to year two. And, and George Pickens, I yeah. mean, he has a chance to take that step as long as Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, <laughs> helps him along the way, though. Yeah, he's the big question mark yeah. for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense, along with Kenny Pickett. Like, Kenny Pickett played much better in the second half of last season, mm-hmm. but we still need to see him kind of continue to grow as well. But so far throughout this offseason, the preseason, the signs have looked pretty good for him. Uh, let's talk about some young wide receivers who are going to be playing in this upcoming game between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears Packers could have a cluster injury situation. Yeah. I know Romeo Dobbs went back to practice yesterday, so it sounds like he should be good to go. But Christian Watson missed practice on Wednesday and on Thursday. And you talk about now Jordan Love being now the face of the franchise for this Green Bay Packers team as the week one starter. How does that kind of affect the handicap for you here, Pritch, when you have a week one starter who has not been this guy ever in his career, and now he might be missing his top target in a Christian Watson? I mean, it's not going to raise any doubt concerns if you're if you're love uh, to me it's all about uh Lafleur and how he handles love so love as a quarterback and playing right now even if guys are banged up you're not able to go how is Lafleur going to help out love right because uh, love he's going to start playing well he's going to do great things and then he's going to know it all and that typically what happens to a young quarterback can you dial that back can you rein him back in to, and then, okay, will love remain coachable and, and not be that type of player? So I, I know it all, coach. I, I got it. I got it. We're good. So th- how Lafleur handles that is everything for the growth of this player. Uh, the players that he's going to be out there with, he's got enough playmakers, I believe, uh, to get the job done. But um, certainly he would love to have Watson. He's, he's, a, he's a James Lofton type of player, mm-hmm. you know, a deep threat, a strider. Uh, you would love to have somebody like that, right? Uh, that can get deep and do all those things. But if he's not out there, you know, a controlled passing a game, uh, I think Love should be able to handle that. A.J. Jefferson and James Lofton, right? They're growing up watching them for the Packers. Mm -hmm. Pritch, is there anything to the theory that there could be a lift for Packers offensive players with Rodgers actually leaving and some stress taken off of them? (laughs) A lot of stress taken out, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we see in Aaron this year on Hard Knocks, opposite last year. I mean, he, he was crushing those young players. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't, that wasn't cohesive. That was an ideal situation for young pups. And, yeah, I think the confidence can grow, which, which it should. 
Um, now you got a young quarterback, and you guys are probably familiar with each other. Uh, you're, you're around the same age group, too, so you're probably hanging out a little bit and being more comfortable. I, I think it could, could make the world a difference, to be honest with you. But I fall back on the floor being able to handle all this with these young players and, and making sure uh, that they are growing together in the right way, though. Any bets for you guys in this game? I mean, right now, Chicago's a one-point favorite total is at 42. So I'm, a, I'm just an anti-Bear person. I, I <laughs> tried to bet against the Bears every Lombardi which. converted you to that anti-field stuff, yeah. huh? Well, he's not an accurate passer. We learned that against Alabama in the national championship game. But my bigger thing is the lines are bad. Yeah. And I don't know that they improved enough. Plus, they were not competitive in the second half. The last nine games last year, they only scored more than seven points in the second half once. This team's far away. And we think they're going to go from three to eight wins, right. which is suggested. So I'm, I'm, I haven't made a bet yet. Obviously, I, I need the Packers for my future bets. But we've seen a pretty dichotomy in the betting here where more of the seasoned professional players are on Green Bay. But this number stays at one, one due to the injury. But the public's all over the Bears here. All right, so pros versus Joe's situation in the NFC North black and blue division, Packers and the Bears. That is the late afternoon kickoff game, and we will be discussing that all throughout the weekend and, of course, on Monday when we go ahead and react to it as well. We'll go through more games in the NFL card coming up here on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Our picks page recapping all the best bets from our guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a, quote, top VEASAN experts leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the top hot hand on the dice here. And our betting splits lets you know where the money and bets are moving every game. The betting splits page is updated with the DraftKings betting data every five minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino on a Friday morning, Friday afternoon for our friends over on the East Coast. Femi Bebefe alongside Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard. We're breaking down Sunday slate in the National Football League in a game that I have a bet on, but I'm curious to get your guys' opinions on this first, is the Raiders and the Broncos, the debut for Sean Payton at head coach, and this will be the debut for Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Right now, the line has been moving in favor of the Raiders. Right now, the Broncos are three and a half point favorites consensus, but that three and a half is at even money. The total is at 43 and a half. Gentlemen, uh, do you guys have a wager in this one, or kind of how do you break things down in this AFC West game that will be played at altitude? Well, you know, I'm waiting to see if this game can get two or three for Denver. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I've been waiting. I've You've been, been waiting, waiting too. We're like Godot waiting for this. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go to three. So? No, I, I, don't I, mean, I know. I want three. Yeah, <laughs> I, and Westgate is three minus 120. Okay, yeah. there you go. Okay, I need to no, get over there. You know, so, you know where to shop. Um, there we know. The, so there's the number. To me, that's the, that's the number. Um, but, okay, Denver... And a new ownership, and you know, think about Denver's schedule. They have the Raiders at the beginning, beginning of the schedule, and then the Raiders at the end. Bookend it. Bookend it. How about <laughs> that, right? Um, and, and Sean Payton. I mean, this used to be a rivalry. Uh, the Raiders uh, have dominated the Broncos really since 2019. I don't think the Broncos have beaten the Raiders since 2019. And then uh, we know the situation with the Chiefs too. So the Broncos are putting everything chips to the middle of the table for this home opener. Uh, and, and it's a chance for the fans to see this football team. There's a little bit of optimism uh, for the Broncos, uh, Broncos country. Uh, and, and so they want to catch the Raiders right now when they feel like they're at their best. And uh, I think Sean Payton's done a great job uh, of uh, receiving the players or players receiving him and understanding and has that credibility uh, in the locker room. I think the Broncos defense uh, will, will be okay. Uh, you know, they got a lot of premium players on that side of the ball. Offensively, it's all about Russell Wilson to me. Where I like the the Raiders in a situation, uh, and we'll see what happens with this number, but they're vets on offense. I put them up against anybody. Mm. I mean, even with Jimmy G, uh, because I, I think De- Devontae Adams is, is probably the second best receiver in, in, in the league. Um, Hunter Renfro, you can't cover him in the phone booth uh, when healthy. Uh, and then certainly Jacoby Myers is so familiar. Uh, and therefore, Josh McDaniels is going to be familiar with the quarterback. He was unfamiliar with Derek Carr last year. Mm-hmm. And yet they still almost had a top 10 scoring offense. Now he's familiar with a particular guy and it, it, there's a fit and there's a comfort. Uh, and he's got that axe to grind against Denver too. So uh, this game gets very interesting to me, but I, I am looking for that three if I can get it. I look at the total here. To, mm. to Pritch's point, I lean over and I'm an underplayer, okay. but I'm, I'm taking a look. And maybe it's hard for me to pre-flop overs, but uh, maybe I get a feel for it. I am uh, see Jimmy G there. How much of a drop-off do you think it is from Carr to Garoppolo? Do it's, you think it's significant? No, no, it's not a drop-off. Um, I, if different. anything, it's going to be different, different because Jimmy G in a red zone is a better passer, a better quarterback than Derek Carr in a red zone. Derek Carr had this reluctance to making a mistake or, or he felt like he was going to make a mistake. So he had this reluctance about letting it rip or as the timing of things were not, was not there in a the passing game. Jimmy G will not be that he'll be a more efficient guy. He'll let it rip in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think the Raiders can run the ball too. Are you more bullish on Russell Wilson reverting to his previous form or Deshaun Watson? Oh, reverting to his that's previous a great question. Form? That's a great mm-hmm. question. I mean, I, I think Russell Wilson, uh, because for Russell, all he had to do was humble himself. 
And Sean Payton's helped him along the way to do that, right? Who <laughs> you think about it? Stop kissing babies. <laughs> exactly. He's called him out repeatedly. Russell, like who calls out their yeah, who calls out their quarterback like that? Right before the season. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Sean knew that Russell needs to humble himself. And let, let me help you out. Let me help you do that. Uh, and so if, if Russell Wilson can get back to being an efficient player, they're gonna run a football. We know that. Uh, but Try not try to avoid being plastic or try to avoid being Russell Inc. Mm. Uh, then they're going to be okay because this guy is a highly efficient passer. He's a playmaker. Ever since college, I called a game when he was at Wisconsin, mm. uh, and his growth in the league was not shocked what he did in Seattle at the very beginning. But along the way, he lost himself. He did. Um, and, and so. <laughs> Deshaun lost himself too in other ways. Yeah, but but I, I think I think Russell can find his way back uh, sooner than than Sean though, to that level. You know, I think when I look at this game in particular, because I agree with you guys, I think from a general standpoint about these teams for the season long yeah. situation, where I like Denver season long and like the Raiders, I'm not as high on them for the entire season, but in this spot. I like the Raiders a lot, and like mm. I, I bet the Raiders. I, I took four and a half, but I think if yeah. you can still find a three and a half, anything north of three, I think is a bet on the Raiders. Just because, oftentimes, I think we expect these new coaches to come in immediately and change things, when in actuality, it's it's more of a process. It feels like, and I think back to last year with Jacksonville when they made the switch from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. It's like all right, an adult's in the room, a Super Bowl winning head coach. Here we go, and the Jags got off to like what a two and six start, I believe it was. Like mm. things were kind of taking time. I think that's what Denver's going to be like. I think early on in the season, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period of Russell and Sean kind of trying to figure out what each other likes and what they kind of like can get on the same page with to where in this spot, I think the Raiders are live to actually go in there and pull off an upset. I don't know because I think mechanically Hackett was so bad. He was. They couldn't get the plays in. They I mean, could never audible. Yeah. They but took so many delay of game. You know, it was really just really bad it was at terrible. that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you get some immediate improvement off that. Another reason I like the total is, Talking about elevation, you're playing at elevation. Mm-hmm. Carlson's an incredible kicker. I mean, you're gonna you you get to the 40s here. You, you're gonna get you're gonna convert a lot of drives into points. So I I'm talking myself into making this over bet. I think. Yeah, I hear you. Go. I hear you. Now, <laughs> full disclosure, I do have a bet on the Raiders to make the playoffs. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. At, at a nice plus price. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I was looking at I was I was looking it up right now. I mean, what is um, that like three to one or so? Like, um, close to it. Range. Close to it. Yeah, I'll have it here in a second. Mm. Close to it. Because, like I said, I'll put the Raiders starting group offensively against any offense in the league, and they match up. And, you know, they got to stay healthy. Jimmy G's got to stay healthy. We get that. Where the Raiders need to improve is defense. Can they improve well enough defensively? They're soft in the middle. Uh, we don't know about Chandler Jones uh, in that situation. Yeah. And the Raiders are soft in the middle defensively. So if the, the Broncos want to run the football and kind of control the game, which I think they're going to do short passes too, it gives them a chance to get a lead and then that defense can make things difficult, certainly if, if Jimmy G on the road, uh, a new quarterback situation, if they have some hiccups along the way. Uh, but once the Raiders start to get in phase and starts to iron out mistakes and everything like that, I, I think they can make a run at this uh, in terms of making the playoffs. Where do you stand on the Chargers? I like, I like the Chargers. So, yeah, I mean, I, the Raiders would be one of my surprise teams. Um, the Chargers, I, I, I like the combination of Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert completed 477 passes last year. And Mike Evans, Mike, Mike Williams, excuse me, uh, played 13 games. Keenan Allen played 10 games. Mm-hmm. If those guys can play 
the majority of games. I'm not going to say they're going to play all 17, but if they can <laughs> play the majority of games, get close to all 17, he's going to complete kind of like Tom Brady completed 490 passes last year. So I think with Kellen Moore, the philosophy to throw the football and improve defense, Staley's up against, I think he's on a hot seat. He's got to prove his worth right now this year. Uh, I, I think the Chargers can can make a run at this thing, to be honest with you. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs last year. What do you think of the Chargers on Sunday? Three-point favorites mm-hmm. against Miami. Totals at 51 points are going to be expected in this game here. Do you like the Chargers I laying do. that three? Okay. I do. I do. Laying it. I mean, no home field advantage, really. We know about the situation mm-hmm. there. Uh, but, I, yeah, I do like that. It's tough to start on a road, go across country like that. Uh, no Jalen Ramsey. We discussed this about that uh, that uh, meniscus stuff. That's yeah. that's my injury. That ended my career. Um, so we'll see if Jalen can make it back. I'm a big fan of Vic Fangio. He's familiar certainly uh, with the Chargers and their personnel a little bit. But I, Kellen Moore is going to make a difference for this offense. And this is a healthy offense with truly three wide receivers, pass catching tight ends, and Austin Eckler out the backfield. Uh, to me, that's going to be a lot to deal with. And then, you know, you got Tua, Tariq, and all this. I get that. Uh, but I, I think the Chargers, they scheme it up enough, whether it was two-man, two-high safety, stuff like that, to kind of slow down Tua and that Miami offense. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to watching it. I don't have a play on this game. <laughs> I, I think it'll be a fun a fun yeah. game to watch here. And uh, geez, the Chargers have all the weapons there. Can they put it together and realize the potential, or are they going to waste this kid's career? No, they no, can't. They can't. can't. Mm, <laughs> right. No, no, you better not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to buy the Chargers, but I think the coach is a slap. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm out on Staley. Yeah. I'm, I'm just completely out on it. Yeah. Until he proves otherwise, I can't get over that playoff game from last January. Can't do it. Plus 375. Plus 375 on the Raiders? Yeah. That's a juicy ticket. It's a very juicy ticket. We'll continue to break down Sunday slate on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Our very own Michael Lombardi has just written his second book called Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. Now, for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Michael's new book when you become a VEASAN Pro Annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VEASAN Pro Annual subscription today and use promo code LOMBARDI. Get an entire year of VEASAN Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Remember to use promo code LOMBARDI when you sign up for a VEASAN Pro annual subscription to get your free copy of the book. This is a limited time offer, so sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. Uh, speaking of Michael Lombardi's book, congratulations to him with Football Done Right. Also, subscribe to his podcast, the GM Shuffle Podcast. And I'm not just saying that because I host it as well. <laughs> with the, Michael Lombardi. How about the v uh, commercial for Femi? Did you see it's just about Femi? Yeah. Catch Femi here, catch Femi there, right. catch Femi. That was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. I, had, I, I didn't send any text messages. I didn't send any emails. Yeah. It was organically and genuinely done, which you I You don't appreciate. have to explain it. Away. You don't, really. You don't. I don't want people to think I'm vain out here. I was like, oh, hey, I appreciate that. Uh, As long as we can promote everything, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, But let's talk about Lombardi's former stomping grounds. That's Foxborough, where it is Tom Brady Day on Mm. Sunday. He will be back in attendance. I'm sure the atmosphere will be electric for that. But the New England Patriots have their hands full with the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Philly right now a four-point favorite. Total is 44.5. There's been a little bit of push-pull in this. Got all the way down to 3.5, then went back to 4. But 
in my opinion, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. I think this is the trickiest game on the board to handicap for the entire week. I do a lot of interviews during the course of the week in different markets, and maybe the most common question about week one is, isn't this line too short? Why are the Eagles only mm. four? And I said, well, it's hard to, you know, put a price on the difference of seven starters and both coordinators. I think both coordinators uh, is a big factor as well. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't like to say because it happens, but I mean, the Super Bowl loser, we know that the, the struggles that they've had yep. through mm-hmm. the years here, and this could be a tricky spot here in New England. I can't make a play on the game. I, I you know, there's some games, you know, Gil used to ask on his podcast, what's the one game you want no part of betting? This might be that for me this week. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, it's a stay away because mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns with New England offensively. Uh, injuries on the offensive line, no continuity there really. Um, I get it, O'Brien's back, but we didn't really see a lot of Mac Jones. Uh, and, and Mac, <laughs> this guy was lacking poise last year in a big mm-hmm. way. Obviously, the frustration of the coordinator situation got to him. Uh, and if he has not fixed that, if he's still lacking poise again, I don't care if O'Brien, who runs hot, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if he is a new coordinator and, and somebody who is an upgrade over the situation that they had last year. Now, defensively, New England's going to be all that. New England's got great personnel defensively. They're going to scheme it right. Uh, are they ready for six eligibles? I think Bill Belichick has been obsessed with trying to find an answer to six eligibles. In fact, he tried to employ that himself with Cam Newton and others, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I think from a personnel standpoint, he might even do that at quarterback. But uh, Bill Belichick is obsessed in trying to limit and stop and slow down six eligibles. But that Eagles defense and what I've heard about that defense against the unknown uh, of this Patriots offense, I, it's a stay away from me at this point. For our audience who might not know, because we know here sitting at the desk, but when you say six eligibles, what do you, need, what do you mean by that, just for the audience who might not be familiar um, with it? Well, you play with five. Typically, the quarterback uh, becomes that six eligible. And now, as, as Jalen Hurts is, um, when you are a six eligible, sometimes, a lot of times, you're, you're not accounted for. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a free safety, but no, free safety is no longer free because he's got to occupy uh, somebody. Uh, and, and so if you can... Uh, use five offensive linemen, but then everybody else is eligible to touch the ball and be very effective with it. Now you really have an advantage offensively and put pressure on the defense. I mean, how does who does the defense take away? We know Belichick to try to take away something, but how do you do it? And who do you take away? That's where it gets tricky. Uh, but maybe Bill Belichick came up with something in, in some scheme or some way to try to take away the effectiveness, the effectiveness of a Jalen Hurts and, and make him probably make him a pocket passer if you can. But now you have to cover AJ Brown <laughs> yeah. and Monte Smith, right? Yeah. And, and Goddard. I mean, it, there's a lot to defend, but uh, I think Belichick will have some type of answers to kind of slow it down. But can New England score enough on the other side, right? Against that Eagles defense. When last, when last we saw this Eagles defense, or that version of it from last year, they couldn't get the Chiefs off the field in the second half of the Super Bowl. How much of that game, Pritch, do you account to that turf? And mm. I mean, Michigan and TCU slid. And, I talked about this for, for mm-hmm. a month. That field was bad all year, and they played the Super Bowl on a bad field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're running forward, it, it's such a, an advantage for you offensively. And uh, I, I think defensively, if you are playing on your heels – uh, literally, <laughs> uh, then, then obviously you're on skates, right? Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes was the difference maker in that game. 
Uh, you're going to tell me Mac Jones is going to be a difference maker. <laughs> I, I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it. Um, uh, and, and so even, even with, you know, a decent offensive coordinator, but I, I got to see Mac Jones with poise and, and I got to see him be a consistent playmaker though. Yeah, I mean, this is a classic stay away game for me. Yeah. Like, I would love to bet it because it's going to be a marquee game, one of the top games on the billing. But like you mentioned with the six eligible offense, like mm-hmm. what does New England do to slow that down? We saw Justin Fields in that Bears offense run up and down the field on the Patriots defense last year. Now you have Jalen Hurts, one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league behind that awesome offensive line. I don't know. Like from an X's and O's standpoint, it leans towards Philly. But just from like an intuition and a gut sense, from a betting standpoint, I would lean toward New England. So because we can't make up our mind, we're, I'm going to go ahead and pass this thing. I got it. Doesn't nothing stands out to me from a betting standpoint. Let's see if anything stands out for you guys though in the Sunday night football game. Cowboys at the Giants. Right now, the consensus Dallas is a three point favorite, three minus one twenty. The total is at forty five. We know those division home dogs tend to be profitable early on in the season. I'll let you talk about this. I mean, this this is your team. I mean, my, I know my, you've my, thought my, about my, this my, game. More. Cowboys correspondent. Well, or something. Yeah, you've, you've thought about this game more than any game on the on the slate. I, oh, I have. Right? As, as, as a fan of the team, I definitely have thought about this game. But I, I, I bet the Giants. I bet plus three and a half. Mm. Yeah, I took mm. plus three and a half. Also took a little bit on the money line. I like that. Da- I'll say this. I love Dallas this season. I think Dallas is going to be our NFC representative. But just in this spot. I think it's just a tricky situation for them. The offensive line has some issues on the up front there. I know Tyron Smith and both Tyler Smith have injuries that they picked up this week. Both guys are questionable is what Jerry Jones told the radio station down there in Dallas earlier today. And aside from that, I just think that Brian Dable with an extended period of time, we know that Giants coaching staff is stellar. He usually is as a really good underdog kind of head coach. So to me, it feels like a field goal game either way. I like, Giants plus three and a half if you can get three in the hook right now. If you like Dallas, go ahead and lay three because threes are out there. But if you like the Giants, make sure you get three and a half because I think this is a field goal game either way with the Giants having a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a divisional matchup uh, and, and certainly, uh, you know, you're going to start the season that way. Uh, if you can get the hook at home, three and a half points, that, that makes sense in terms of from a betting perspective. Uh, you know, looking at this matchup, I think this Cowboys defense is going to be for real. In, in terms of, um, I'm not going to throw out stats or anything like that, but in terms of helping them win games, helping them solidify games, right? Uh, but there is a six eligible element to the Giants with, mm-hmm. uh, with Daniel Jones and, uh, you know, Saquon. <laughs> I wonder if this epiphany continues or not. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but you're right about Dayball and, and, and Shane, too, the, the GM up there. I, I think they've done a great job of turning over this roster a big surprise team last year. Can they put it back to back and continue this year? Uh, they have the profile to be able to do that, I believe. Uh, three and a half points at home makes sense to me uh, from a betting standpoint. One thing that, before you jump in here, Mike, is that uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN just reporting about 15 minutes ago that the Giants have put Darren Waller on the injury list as questionable for the game due to a hamstring injury. So I'm assuming that happened some point at practice this week. Maybe it even happened today. But Darren That's a Waller carryover questionable from last year. He had hamstring issues all last year, could not get on the field. I'm not laying three or three and a half, but I would not take the I, – I don't care for your Giants money line bet. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I would be very surprised if they won this game. I'd be surprised. I'm with Pritch here. I think the Dallas defense – I don't think the Giants get to 20 in this game. I think that defense is for real. And, and unless Dallas turns the ball over two-plus times, I, I don't think they're losing this game. I, I, I think there's a clear talent advantage. On these two squads. I agree with that point. 
but with the old line injuries that Dallas now has, which popped up this week, if Dak gets under pressure, I mean, last year he was prone to making a lot of mistakes under pressure, turning the football over. But I, I just think that in just in this spot, Dayball, what he can do as a head coach, Wink mm-hmm. Martindale, defensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, I think that's a really good coaching staff to where in this spot, I think they can get those guys up for this game and, and play it closer than the market thinks. Well, I will say this. Um, McCarthy taking over as a play caller, and Dax kind of alluded to this, it's all about his footwork. And that's going to mm-hmm. dictate where he goes with the football. He's not going to um, be under pressure like he was last year to try to get the ball to the right place at the right time and all that. Uh, the timing of the play, the rhythm of the play, that's what McCarthy wants to install. And his footwork's going to help him be able to do that, take care of the football a little bit more. It should, in theory, right? Yeah, in theory it should. We'll see what happens in, real- in reality. <laughs> you just want to cover the three and a half. You don't want your Cowboys to lose on Sunday no, I, night. I, I hope it's a very small money line bet. It's a small money line bet. It's not a half it's and half. It's an emotional head. I thought numerically <laughs> it also made sense as well. So Cowboys by three. Hopefully that's the result that we see Sunday night. We'll get to the best of the rest and wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Well, that ended last night, but it's been a good time, though. Good thing that that's over because the NFL is here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, which is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download now and use code VEGAS to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circle Resort and Casino. Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard here on this Football Friday. Coming up after us on VSIN, the sports betting analysis will always continue. It will be sharp money, but then on the DraftKings Network, it'll be Pablo Torre. So make sure you stick around for both of those. Go ahead and do two screens and go ahead and watch both programs if you so choose. Uh, before we go any further, gentlemen, uh, let's give out our pro tip here for the show. And this is something that we do on VEASAN, all of our shows across the network. Here you can get a pro tip to help you become a better better. And our pro tip, Mike, comes from college football. And it's something that you said earlier in the show about the transfer portal adding a little bit of uncertainty to the handicapping. Yeah, I think you have to consider lowering your standard wager, whatever that is on a college football game, based on the uncertainty that's created by the transfer portal. I think what typically we've seen, we're saying – a first-year head coach in a new place you would take off against, and all these new players in a new place. We don't really understand that yet because we've never seen this free agency in college football, as Coach Prime called it, uh, as Solomon Wilcott's detailed, um, anticipating this. So uh, for me, I'm doing about a third to 40% of what I would normally do until I have a better feel for these teams or maybe until they get into conference play. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, my biggest bets in college football have <laughs> occurred uh, in the same matchup. Last year, first half, against TCU, uh, even though that was a horrible roster. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's some optimism about the Buffs this year, but the first half number, 11 plus 11 and a half, I was, it was too intriguing. So I went large for those bets. But uh, I'm like you, uh, I'll, I'll dial everything down. I mean, mm. the thing about college football and free agency uh, is fit. It really is. I mean, think about Bo Nix and how terrible he was mm. at Auburn. Yeah. But now at Oregon, it's like, wait a minute, this guy could be a – uh, a player on Sunday. Yeah. Heisman right? contender. Yeah. He so, looked good against that high school team. Sure. I thought it was very <laughs> right, yeah. 81 yeah. points. Yeah. yeah, I know. 700 yards of offense. <laughs> sure, sure. I know. Crazy, right? But um, <laughs> no, it, it's, 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 it's so much about confidence, and, but it's the growth of that college athlete mm. that they might be a five-star when they go in, but they're a two-star when they come out, or they might be a two-star when they get in, and then all of a sudden they're, they're you know, a number one draft choice. So... Um, there's, there's so many, there's so much movement right there, but, uh, I, I agree with Mike, uh, you know, dial it down a little bit early on in the season. Yeah. I think that can be an evergreen sort of pro tip as well. Mm -hmm. Like just wager responsibly because we want to be here, not just for a good time, but for a long time right. as well right. with our bankrolls. So as always make sure you get, if you're a little bit of uncertainty, just dial it down just a touch. Let's dial it down. Um, let's get to though, the best of the rest on Sunday slate. And we can kind of go rapid fire with a lot of these and give some of our thoughts here. If you have a survivor thought with one of the games, please share. If you have a millions <laughs> thought, please share as well. But we'll go to the top of the rotation number here. Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, Atlanta is a three and a half point favorite. Total 39 and a half. The Panthers have ruled out DJ Chark. Adam Thielen is questionable dealing with an injury in this game as well. So it could be tough sledding for Bryce Young, the first overall pick making his NFL regular season debut by the way i think bryce i think there's value with bryce young for offensive rookie of the year he's, gonna, he's yeah. gonna start 17 games yeah, I and Bijan's in the backfield where they're gonna he's not gonna get all the carries uh i think this is a sneaky survivor play as well with the falcons going against this trend of Shh. oh i'm so sorry i didn't ask you to review but yeah you know, 2002 david carr the yeah. last time this happened yeah. they won a game so I'm, I'm not sure how many people are going to lay three and a half on this game this this number hasn't really budged off of that in the last three or four days um, but it might be a survivor play. I, I, I'll just watch it to, to get some interest on Young here. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, Frank Reich, uh, he's so different than Wilkes as a coach. And uh, he's so analytical about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if the makeup of the Carolina Panthers is analytical. 
Uh, I want to see how this meshes. I want to see how what it looks like. Uh, uh, I think Atlanta has a great chance uh, to really come out the gate strong. Uh, people have been sleeping on Ritter, I believe, from what I get some good emails from my alum. I'm alumni. I get some good emails from uh, Atlanta, Seattle, and Denver at yep. this point. But uh, I'm not going to lay three and a half, though. Uh, I, I, you know, divisional matchups early on, uh, I, I just I don't want to lay a hook uh, in this game. But I do like Atlanta on the side, though. Yeah, Barring the unforeseen, I think the Falcons are going to be my survival. You think the, the Falcons will win this division? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I think worse to first. I mean, they're seven and ten <laughs> yeah. last year, right? Yeah. Um, can they flip that? I, I think they can. Absolutely. I'm holding out hope for Carolina. Maybe the second half they can have a surge, <laughs> but we'll see. That offensive line looked bad in the preseason. Uh, another rookie quarterback making his debut, that's Houston Texans' second overall pick, C.J. Stroud. He is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in Baltimore. The total is at 43-and-a-half, but that has come down, though. It's, mm-hmm. It was 10 earlier this week, now nine-and-a-half, so some interest here on the Texans. I'm shocked that Lamar is still there. I really, really believed in my heart. He didn't go to the playoff game. That relationship was done. They got rid of Greg Roman, the best offensive coordinator ever at Absecon High School in New Jersey, who had an effective running game with Lamar and brought in uh, Todd Munkin, who is, whose specialty, whose groups are tight ends and wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, Lamar really can only pass to the center of the field. I don't know if this is a mesh. My question to you, Pritch, is did they hire the wrong Munkin? Did they brought the brother Jack and install the wishbone? It's like, watch, I'm serious. No, I, mean, no. I don't get it. No, it's, it's a unique situation. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson is, the, is, is when he throws the ball, I said this before, when he throws the ball, he's throwing it to a lesser athlete. Even with Odell there, when, he, when he's handing the ball off, he's handing the ball off to a lesser athlete. Yeah. But he wants to be a pocket passer. He wants to be that guy. And um, w- this is crazy to me because if Arthur Blank did not say what he said, to kind of limit the options for Lamar. Maybe Lamar's in Atlanta. And we're talking about the Falcons differently, right? <laughs> um, they might be the third choice sure. in the NFC. Sure. Say, uh, right? If he was in Atlanta, I'd bet them to win the yeah. NFC. <laughs> yeah. Just from a betting standpoint, this line's coming down. Oh, Baltimore was 1-6 ATS last year as a home favorite. Um, Lamar Jackson did not get any run in the preseason. There's a little bit of unknown here, working with the new coordinator, too. Uh in the face of adversity. I, I love the roster. I love all the first-round wide receivers that they have. Yeah. Uh, but their bread and butter is running the football, controlling it. And then defensively, uh, they're going to make things tough on Houston. Can they cover 9.5, though? That, that's a bet uh, I don't want. Even when it was at 10, I didn't want it. And now you see it come down. So um, <laughs> it's a stay away from me early on this season with a number like that. Now, Survivor, uh, that's different, obviously, though. Mm. Well, Pritch, let's see if you want this bet. The Jacksonville Jaguars are laying five on the road against Anthony Richardson making his NFL regular season debut. The Colts home dogs in this spot here. Shane Steichen, first-year head coach, of course. Totals at 46.5. Would you lay it with Jacksonville, or do you plug the nose and take Indy? No, I, I wouldn't even plug the nose. Um, I'm looking at Indy right now, to be honest with you, because I think Yo, He smiles a, and takes yeah, Indy. Yeah, there's an <laughs> unknown right. with Anthony Richardson and preparation. Uh, and it's no different than Lamar. Uh, we talked about six eligibles before. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, offensively, I, I, they're going to score some points. You know, now mm-hmm. on the other side, Gus Bradley, some continuity uh, with that defense. The linebacker, uh, Shaquille, he's going to be available, right? Passes yep. protocol. That's going to be different uh, for that defense. And, and so, um, no, I, I think for AR, there, there's, a, there's an unknown there. Uh, and I know he's a young quarterback. I know he's going to make some mistakes. But that game becomes easier uh, for Shane Steichen to call it and certainly – for Anthony Richardson to run it uh, with this fit 
that I think he's a better athlete than Jalen Hurts. Uh, now, can he throw the ball? We'll see. But certainly the unknown is on the side of Indy, though, offensively. Jaguars are an enigma to me. They almost lost to Joshua Dobbs mm -hmm. in an elimination game, mm -hmm. and yet we're a 97-yard Chad Henney drive away from being in the AFC Championship game. So <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to evaluate them. This is be an interesting game, mostly to see where the Colts are at early in the yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Bucks and the Vikings. The betting market is going aggressively against Minnesota here. This was six earlier in the week. Now it's down to five in some spots. Five and a half, though, is the consensus total is at 46. Do you think Tampa is sneaky live in this one, Mike? I would not use the Vikings in Survivor. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not betting on this game. I think there's a risk factor here. I, I, I think this could be the upset of, of the weekend. And so I would stay away. If I had 10 Survivor entries, I'm not using a one of them here. And I would probably split them. Uh, two ways, but not considering this game actually. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, um, Baker, for what he is right now, it was his fourth team, I think, right? Um, <laughs> he does has he does have some magic in in, in certain areas of the game. Um, there's some matchup advantages too for Tampa that you like a little bit in this game. Uh, I think Minnesota's quietly turning over their roster. Uh, Kirk Cousins, this is probably going to be his last season there. Uh, but I do like the comfort uh, of Addison. And, you know, Justin Jefferson is all that, too. But uh, will Minnesota be able to run the football? Mm -hmm. uh, I got big question marks about that. Uh, they're 11 personnel team. They want to throw at Kirk Cousins. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough, tough quarterback, but he's not built to be tough, if you know what I mean. He's, mm -hmm. uh, a good hit can really do some things, some damage to, to Kirk. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little cautious about that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the game plays out on Sunday. That does it for us here. Thank you to Solomon Wilcox who joined us earlier. This is the Lombardi line on VEASAN. Coming up on the DraftKings Network is Pablo Torre. But here at VEASAN, Sharp Money is coming up next here on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 